Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be, just know that you are resonating with all that you have thought about before and all that you have accumulated in terms of spiritual growth wisdom and knowledge and well all those good things that you have been working towards I wanted to uh, bring up some things that we're going through as a collective whole and I'm going to give you some of the things that I'm going through but I'm also uh, calling upon the prime creator to channel through me some information that will be helpful So we know what we are up against this weekend, basically, as far as ascension symptoms and energies coming our way. So here we go. Um, What I have noticed is being a little bit mentally, um, uh, I guess, foggy. I I don't want to say lazy, but uh, a little bit mentally or emotionally kind of down or needing that downtime to relax and rest. And it's been this way for a couple weeks. Thank God we're over the full moon. We're through the eclipse season. We're over the Mercury retrograde. We're over a lot of the harder astrological aspects, at least the ones I'm aware of. But I noticed that, um, my subconscious mind is coming forth with a lot of information and it's been just like pummeling me emotionally and mentally just trying to keep up with all of the weird uh bits and clips from my life it's almost like a hey elena this is your life <laughs> and this is how it's been um you know i'll be like making a uh, coffee or just you know just something normal you know, making coffee or I wake up in the morning and I'm getting dressed or I'm brushing my teeth or I'm, you know, stretching or I'm, you know, going to pick up my cat, just, you know, normal things. So I'm not specifically trying to feel anything specific. I'm not trying to get over anything. I'm not actively trying to work on the shadow self. It's just the normal everyday stuff that we all do. You know, even while putting on deodorant or whatever, you might come up with a quick little memory. It's like a little jabbing uh, pain of some past. Uh, You know, it it could be something painful. It could be something that was just annoying. Um, 
something that somebody said, something that somebody did, something that you did, but you felt guilty about something that you felt like you made a mistake on, whether it's like you picked the wrong person to marry, or you picked the wrong outfit to wear to an event, or you said the wrong words, or you forgot to say, I'm sorry to the right person, you know, whatever it is, all these weird little bits of memories have been coming up for me. And it's, um, things that are not really consequential, but things that were very much annoying me at the time. And here it is 10 years, 20 years down the line, 30 years later. And I'm just like, why am I even thinking about that? Whatever. I'm letting that go now. So your subconscious mind might be clearing out shit that it's time to clear out things that were such a big deal when you were uh, younger. It's just literally nothing anymore. You know, um, I'm seeing psychically some of you cleaning out a garage and I see one of you at least going through an old box and I don't, I neither have boxes nor a garage, so it's not me. Um, I see somebody, uh, I see a woman holding on to a jacket from an old boyfriend or lover, and it's a black jacket. And I'm feeling that you're going to look at this and go, wow, this was such a big deal when I took it, when I, you know, when that broke up and he said, keep it, you know, and now I don't even know why we fought, why we broke up. I don't even want the jacket. It doesn't even fit anymore. Huh. And you want to just give it to charity. But at the time it was such a big deal for you. And I see another one of you. Um, I think it might be a man looking in a box in the garage and, um, tickets, uh, concert tickets where it was such a big, amazing memory. Like one of the best memories of your life these concert tickets, you went out of your way. Maybe you stood in line in the rain for hours, um, you know, 10 hours or whatever, trying to get these tickets for the perfect uh, girl. Maybe you were a teenager and it turns out it's been so many years. You don't really even give a shit anymore. You barely remember the concert might not have even been all that fun anyway. And you probably didn't like the music. And you're just like, huh, that's weird. That was so important to me back then. It's not even important to me now. I just had those two flashes of inspiration when I'm thinking about these, these ideas. So anyway, um, just stuff like that. And in like arguments that people have, um, started with you, or maybe they ended friendships or they ended the relationship based on an argument, you know, and it's literally something that was probably nothing at all like literally nothing at all, but they use that as the impetus to break up with you because they were chicken shit otherwise to break up with you. So they're like looking for the way out, you know, and you gave them a little bit of an exit sign and they made it a whole door, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, eh, the relationship's probably over anyway, but like literally, you know, probably left you scratching your head or maybe you did this to somebody and they were scratching their head. Like what happened? I don't even you broke up with me over that? Like, whoa, that's nothing. That's literally nothing. You know, and it turns out later they just didn't want a relationship or they had somebody else already in line or whatever, you know, it could be something weird or, 
maybe they got an internship in another country and they just didn't want to have a relationship that keeps hanging on and on and on when you already had nothing in common in the beginning in the first place, you know, but I see stuff like, like, uh, things that people said to me that at the time really upset me and I see it now and I'm like, huh, it's weird. It doesn't even upset me anymore. I don't care. And I, um, I was talking to my friend Laurent about, um, well, actually I was watching a Gaia, uh, thing and he and I were talking about this person that he had been interested in. And then, you know, a few things ensued and then he's just like, I don't think I'm interested in this guy anymore, you know? And, um, the guy had something sad happen to him in his life in the past. And my friend kept saying how sad he was for him. And he, when he first heard about this, it's almost like it drew him more to the guy the sadness of what happened to him, almost like he wanted to be the healing bomb that, uh, put this guy's life back together. And I had to point out, well, the life's, the guy's life is already together. I mean, you're talking about something happened 16 years ago and you know, you're stuck in his past that you just now learned of for you it's fresh and new, but for him, you know, it's been his everyday life for 16 years for him. He's like, yeah, yeah, shit happens. I've moved on and life isn't perfect, but you know, Hey, you know, and, and, um, so we, we were talking about it and he's like, I think I'm over it. I don't want to be with this person. He's like really sad. And he's got all these things, issues going on. And I'm like, well, he's got current issues going on, but you keep saying he's got these other issues from like forever ago. And I feel like there's something, I don't know what it is. Like I can't quite put a finger in, on it, but people have done this to me, you know, for many, many years, you know, he had done this to me when I was going through my divorce. And then after I was starting to heal from it, he kept bringing up the, the fights and arguments that I had with my husband. Cause he was my best friend and he and I talked about everything. And so he'd be like, yeah, but he said this to you. And he said that to you. And I'm like, I'm trying to put my life back together. I'm trying to hold myself in a different place in a different state. My husband just died. He's like, yeah, but he did this to you. And he did that to him. Like, yeah, but he just died. Like I'm trying to forgive him. I'm trying to move on. And you're not letting me move on because you keep bringing up things that pissed me off in the past. I don't want to remain angry. That was in my past. It's over. I'm done. You know, and he wasn't the only one. I had a lot of people upset about me and my husband breaking up. It's almost like I had, I'm going through like the biggest, most horrific breakup of my life. And yet I ended up counseling other people over it. And it's like, what the hell? Like they should be comforting me. Why am I the one comforting them over my own breakup? Like this is freaking ass backwards or back ass words. (laughs) However you want to say that, you know, it's just totally crazy. And but I was telling him about my aunt that every time I talk to her, she, um, is telling me, sorry, that she couldn't protect me when I was eight years old from my stepmother beating me. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, the last time I talked to her, I was like, you know, 40 or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but you know, I'm 40 years old now. 32 years have passed since that day. You know, I've moved on, <laughs> you know, it's been 32 freaking years. I've moved on, you know, I've had other shit go down in my life. I've had worse shit go down in my life. You know, like that was one day where she was an asshole to me and I got over it. You know, she was an abusive person and you know, whatever it, there's nothing I could do about it now. 
but right now, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm married. I've got my kids. I got my life. I, you know, I'm a writer. Hey, I'm a writer. I'm a published writer. You know, I've won awards for my poetry. Hey, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist. I graduated with a psychology degree. You know, other shit has happened to me, but my aunt only holds me in the idea of being, um, an abused eight year old. I'm 52 years old, but if I talk to her right now, she would still talk about that one day. <laughs> like she has not gotten over what happened to me in my, it's insane to me. You know, I don't know if you guys have people like this in your life where, you know, every time they talk to you, they remind you of the worst shit of your life. I mean, it gets tedious and it's like, dude, I got to get the fuck out of here. I can't, I can't even with that. That's like, so I'm sorry that you can't get over the things that I experienced. Jesus. All right. You know, like already leave me alone, like with this shit, you know, but, um, I was, it was weird because I couldn't totally get the point across to my friend, like what he was doing to this person and why the energy was not gelling between him and this guy. Like, why are they not totally seeing eye to eye? And I'm like, because you're crying about his past that he got over 16 years ago, you know, and you're, you know, now crying over it. And he's just like, I don't relate to that energy, you know, but I was watching this uh, show on Gaia. Um, it was interviews with extra dimensionals and, um, one of the, uh, it's Osiphius and Sly, I think are the names of, was the name of the episode. And, uh, this person was channeling a being an extra dimensional being. And the Osiphius was saying, um, or maybe it was, no, it wasn't, it was Sylvester, uh, or Sly was the being that the person was channeling Roxanne. Um, she was channeling, uh, this being, and this being was saying, look, when, um, you think of somebody as a specific thing or holding a specific energy, uh, the, that's the energy that you're holding or the vibration and pattern that you're holding for them. But when they have already moved on from that and they wish to hold a higher or different or even better, happier, more positive, joy-filled vibration for themselves. It puts you at odds with each other. And now you're holding opposite energies for them. And that's why it's not going to work out basically in a nutshell. I mean, you could go listen to that on Gaia.com. It's excellent. It's an excellent interview. Um, it's really incredible actually. But I, so I was thinking about these things and that's something. So I've been uh, noticing all of these weird moments in my life have been cropping up while I'm doing these mundane everyday daily chores or whatever, you know, cleaning the cat litter box. And I remember this argument that I had, you know, with whoever or weird, uh, conversations I've had or things that boyfriends had done to me or said to me or girlfriends or whatnot. And none of it has any consequence or bearing on my life right now. So I'm looking at these ideas and these uh, things as if they're um, memories on a screen in my mind. And I'm all, huh? Interesting. Hmm. Strange. Wow. I don't think any of that anymore. Wow. Okay. Like, it's like I'm watching it as an observer and I'm not participating actively from my emotional body any longer. So I don't know if you guys are going through this or not, but this I believe is a, a current ascension symptom 
of us getting better, getting over the shallow stuff, moving forward in life in a wide variety of ways. Um, you know, just things that where people said like a backhanded compliment to you or when they've said, uh, things that kind of took a dig or a pot shot at your, um, your abilities or your looks or even your clothing or even your stomach or your thighs or your butt or whatever body part, you know, like I had an aunt that would like say shit about my weight all the time. You know, like when I was really, really little, she would say, you're holding your stomach out. And I'm like, what? I'm just like being normal. I'm like being a normal little kid, you know, like seven and eight years old. And she's like, you're holding your stomach out. You're going to look fat when you're older. If you hold your stomach out now, you have to learn how to hold your stomach in. You have to suck your stomach in and hold it there forever. Like all the time. You don't want anyone to look at your stomach. And she made me feel really freaking weird and odd about my stomach. Like before that I didn't care either way. I didn't think about it. I was just a little kid and suddenly I have to always worry about what I look like. Oh my God, what are people going to think about me? And then she would say uh, stuff about my stepmom being super, super fat. Now I look back at that and I'm, I'm like, well, that was just my aunt, you know? Yeah. Maybe she was right to a certain extent, but I also found out that, um, that complex that she gave me, um, has seriously damaged the way that I breathe and the naturalness at which everyone takes a breath normally and naturally. I lost that ability on that day. And so I, I breathe in fits and starts and I hold my breath a lot and I will suck my stomach in and I'm scared. Like people might look at me like it's, it's like really damaged me psychologically. And, and it's kind of crazy. I mean, I'm just looking at it objectively. I'm not mad at her. I love my aunt dearly. She's, you know, she means well, but like my friend Catherine's grandmother used to say, you know, she was from the old country from Sicily. And she used to say, well, you know, when they say you mean, well, usually means you're a damn fool, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's true. It's like, yeah, 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 basically. But, um, and I remember it just like, gave me like the most complex and I might, actually be carrying a couple extra pounds of weight on my stomach just because of this. Maybe that's why this even happened, right? You know, it's just been one of those things where I'm like, eh. and then it's funny that this old man, random stranger points to my stomach like a few days ago. I'm like, damn. And now I look at that incident. I'm like, okay, it didn't bother me at all. But now I'm looking at it in a different light. Like it's still not bothering me. I'm like, yeah, you're entitled to your opinion, you know, you want to objectify my stomach and, or, you know, in a negative light or D, um, desexualize me. Cause there's one part of my body you're not thrilled with as if I was meant for your gaze. I'm not here for your eyes on me. You know, I'm, I'm here for other things and that's kind of odd that that's, you know, where your focus and function is in life, but okay, whatever. But I started thinking about like, maybe that's something that I need to clear. Not the fact that, you know, I have a couple pounds to lose. I am working that on that already, but that's not what I need to clear. Um, primarily what I need to clear primarily would be, um, all this weird shit that my aunt put on me. And then she put it on her own daughter, my cousin, who also put it on me. So I had a double whammy every time I went to their house and I always wanted to be at their house. They were extremely wealthy and they had the best, I mean, 
They had the best ice cubes coming out of their ice cube maker in their refrigerator. They had, you know, fig Newtons like all the time with fig Newtons, like a never ending supply, which are, they're kind of gross cookies, but they're one of my favorite cookies when I was a kid. And, um, especially when they're fresh and soft and they always have the really the freshest fig Newtons for some insane reason. I was always eating fig Newtons and Dr. Pepper there. I mean, it was really, really strange, but that was like my jam there for a few years, you know, and also they had a swimming pool. So I was always swimming, constantly swimming. And, um, you know, or at least, you know, just kind of in the pool, you know, moving around and some of the happiest moments of my life, which is probably why I really, really want a swimming pool now as an adult. I'm like, yeah, I really want a swimming pool. So I'm, I've been thinking about all these things, you know, um, and and observing, just observing the things that people are saying, the things that people are doing, the ways that in which people are interacting with me. And I'm also observing the weird random thoughts that have been cropping up, you know, for clearing, you know, because we're in the process of clearing out all of the shadow stuff. And we're in the process of clearing out the stuff that, um, no longer serves us or things that have a lower vibration that, you know, just even a few years ago, we would have been okay with or accepted. And now we look at it and go, Oh wow. No, uh, uh, I don't accept that anymore. That's just not even, you know, it's not even me. Like some of these things like, um, like three or four years ago, a guy, um, that I met, um, we had a really weird encounter where we had a first date and then he tried to have sex with me in the bathroom when I said I had to go to the bathroom. And then we had this little kind of weirdness where he thought, Oh, I thought it was a signal for me to meet you in the bathroom. I'm like, um, no, I have to go to the bathroom literally means I have to go to the bathroom. Right. But I still accepted him as a human being and we still kept in touch and I still had a crush on him you know, even after the first date or whatever. And it was, um, only recently he contacted me and he was like, Hey, would you like to get together? And he hinted, would you want to get together? And you know, bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, no, no. huh? And I remember looking back on that moment, like that, that awkward moment where he's like trying to get fresh with me in, in public like that when I only met him for that one day. And And then at that moment, I still accepted him. I still accepted the situation. And then I just kind of blew it off. Like maybe I gave off a signal and it made me question and doubt myself. And now I look back and I'm like, uh, uh, no, I don't want anything to do with you. Sorry. You know, have a happy life. You know, like, I mean, I was straightforward. I'm like a warrior now. Like, I'm sorry. No, you're not what I'm looking for, but thanks. Have a great life. Like, it was just like, sorry, I'm just let's cut to the fucking quick at this point. I don't have time. I'm not wasting time appeasing people that don't deserve my fucking time and attention anymore. It's just the way it is, you know? And I know that, um, any, uh, struggles or issues I have with my mind or my body or emotions in my past, these are and the same thing with you, obviously, um, anything that we have that isn't a hundred percent, um, emotionally or mentally healthy. Most of these things, either it's stuff that we brought about ourselves. So we take ownership of it and then we change it or it had nothing to do with us in the first place. You know, my aunt, um, 
you know, saying that I was fat or whatever. She was terrified of being fat herself. Probably her own mother, uh, put that on her when she was very, very little and her sister, they were always kind of trying to be the skinniest one. They were, you know, they grew up together after their parents died in a horrible car accident on Christmas Eve as both my aunties and they, um, ended up growing up with their aunt and their aunt, um, maybe she put some stuff on them. I, I don't know. I don't think that's probably true because she was pretty overweight herself. Not a lot, but a little bit, not, you know, you know, she wasn't really, really, really big, but she, you know, she was like 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight at any given moment, you know, except at the end, she was very skinny. I think, you know, she died of cancer and I love all of them. They've all died actually. In fact, they all died of cancer, which is very sad, you know, and it might be because they're constantly worried about their bodies, you know, and I see all of it now in a different light. And I'm like, wow, you know, I love them all so much and I wish them well. And you know, I miss them a lot, you know, and they're a weird judgment of me as you know, like who makes fun of a little kid. You're fat. Like when you're eight years old and I was not a fat kid. In fact, I had been so skinny that I was anemic and, um, my stomach stuck out a little bit, but I think I've always had issues with my digestion. Um, I only found out in, in the past, you know, 15 years that I've had um, a lot of issues with my digestion and it's possible it's been an ongoing lifelong problem. So I got made fun of for something that people are fucking ignorant about, you know, just like when my dad, uh, wasn't in my life for 10 whole years and he made fun of me when we got back together and in touch again. And he made fun of me saying that I was lazy in uh, math that I never wanted to do my math homework because I was lazy. And I said, you know what I found out about myself is that I have, um, dyslexia and I didn't always understand math and she couldn't under, she couldn't explain it in a way that my brain could understand. And, um, the timing, you know, when the tests were timed and they were putting pressure, always saying how many minutes are left, it was always stressing me out. And so I never finished the exams and I always, um, did less than I should have been doing, you know? And he said, well, when you were younger in eighth grade, you were like top of your class in math. I'm like, yeah, it was a different kind of math. And, um, I didn't understand the, um, spatial awareness or I don't know, it was like geometry and shit. And I didn't get it. You know, actually it was a heroin addict that, that was my next door neighbor that explained, um, geometry to me in like 10 minutes. And as soon as he explained it to me, I'm like, well, shit, that's like so easy. That was like the easiest way. Like, I'm like, I can't memorize all this 360 degrees and 180 degrees. And like, I couldn't memorize all, all that. And no one explained any of it to me. And then once he explained it to me, I was like, God, he's like super smart. He should have been my math teacher you know, <laughs> you know, but when I told that to my dad, then he felt bad. And I'm like, well, I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm just trying to say that, you know, when you judge somebody for something that you think is happening, usually it has nothing to do with, with reality. You know, if you judge somebody for being 30 pounds overweight, that's an emotional problem that they're having. And they think that if, you know, their subconscious mind is keeping their body a little bit overweight to keep people away. And if somebody is more than 50 pounds overweight, it is probably problems with their thyroid or their kidneys or 
their liver or, um, you know, different parts of their brain or cortisol or adrenal glands. Like, you know, when someone is significantly overweight, it's always, um, a problem with, um, with a health issue, like a serious health issue, because there are also people in the world that can eat junk food all day long, eat, you know, ice cream and steak and God knows what, and they're skinny as hell because they don't have that same health issue. Right. And then there are people like a friend of mine who dropped dead while training for the Olympics and she was a vegan. She ate perfect, you know, and she dropped dead of a heart attack. She needed to eat more cholesterol, which is actually healthy for your heart and your brain and, and cholesterol and the three, six, nine omega, um, essential fatty acids and omega oils is out. It's called that's in beef actually could have saved her fucking life. <laughs> You know, some people eat beef and it's bad for them. Some people eat vegetables and it's bad for them. You know, like there's all these people all over. I mean, all the people in all the world, there's so many people that are making fun of and judging others for all of these weird things that could be easily explained through, um, science or genetic, um, you know, genetic science or, um, through emotional stuff, you know, or psychological trauma and emotional trauma you know, as opposed to, well, you're just lazy, blah, 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 you know, like procrastination a lot of times has absolutely zero to do with wanting to procrastinate. It usually has to do with a fear of failure and a fear of success and, or either one or both, you know, you're afraid to fail, but also you're afraid of succeeding because now you have to do more and you might be in the spotlight. And if you're an introvert, that's fucking scary as hell. If you're already socially awkward and you're already an introvert and you succeed, you might be terrified of succeeding because now you'll be thrust in the spotlight and now other people are going to want to talk to you more and like, fuck, I didn't want that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of, like there's a lot of psychological trauma and a lot of psychological drama that goes on behind the scenes, behind the windows of the soul, like behind your eyes, there's so much shit going on that your, uh, reasons for wanting to have sex constantly, or your reasons for never wanting to have sex or your reasons for, um, never wanting a relationship or friends or your reasons for, um, never going to work because you're constantly out with your friends. You know, there are reasons for all of these things. And there are, um, these, there's all these psychological dramas and shit that happens behind the scenes where people don't know, you know, and then other people are just insensitive and they're rude and they don't feel good about themselves. So they project onto you the shit they feel about themselves. So they'll call you, Oh, well, you don't want to be social with me. You're just a bitch. You don't want to have, you know, you're not, um, wanting to have only one person in your life. You sleep around a lot. You're just a slut or you're a whore or whatever, which is insane. I hate when people say you're a whore. It's like, Really? Cause I don't, I don't recall charging a lot of money for sex, but you know, now that I, you know what? I better start getting people to pay up. Fuck. I'd be rich. You know, (laughs) if that was the case, you know, people are stupid. They're, they're insensitive and they're stupid, but they're not really stupid, but it just, they come across as dumb as hell. But 
they're calling people names based on their own emotional trauma and their psychological drama and all the bullshit that goes on in their minds based on weird little snippets of conversation or weird little sentences that people said, you know, someone told you once that you can't throw and then you bought that story in that moment. Like you were, your subconscious mind was open. Maybe you were in a state of hypnosis and someone said, you can't throw now you can't fucking throw and you don't know what happened. It's weird. You were maybe a star football player before, but now you can't throw what the hell now you, now you had to be an accountant because you couldn't throw or whatever it is, you know, so these are the kinds of, these are the kinds of things I've noticed. It's an ascension symptom, you know, other things, you know, I I've noticed that there's a, uh, physical stiffness in the muscles and pain in the lower back, um, pain in the neck, uh, when you stretch out and you get really, um, dizzy and your whole body starts to go numb. At least that's, what's been going on with me. Um, when I try to stretch my neck that hurts a lot, I have a lot of pain and stiffness and I try to stretch it out. I, my arms go numb and, uh, I get dizzy. Like I'm going to pass out. Um, it was just like freaking horrible. It might just be that I need to see a chiropractor and a masseuse, you know, it might just be my thing, but I've noticed that other people have said muscle tingling, pain, stiffness, soreness, uh, joints, um, my, your joints might be sore. Mine have been surprisingly, um, not sore, which is very strange. Cause usually, you know, usually I'm in a lot of pain and a lot of my pain has actually left my body except for like my lower back, like in the sacral iliac area, like in the lower, the very, very base of my spine and the part of my pelvis where it all meets has been in constant pain for about four or five years. You know, it's really strange. I mean, it might just be because I broke my leg for me. It might be a thing, but I've noticed that everybody has said this for four years on all the Ascension symptoms, websites and videos and blogs and all, you know, and Instagram posts and whatnot. So, um, blurred vision, eyesight going in and out in the past two days. Um, one night I had one of my ears lose all of its hearing completely for a couple of minutes and then it came back. And then the next night it was the other ear. So weird shit like that. Um, sharp shooting pains feels like someone's shoving a knitting needle in your leg or your feet or your arms or your side or your ribs. And then all of a sudden it goes away. Those kinds of like, where you're like, Oh, Oh my God. Ah, ah, and you think, Oh shit, I'm dying. Oh shit. This is it. This is it. And then, it, well, now it's gone. So never mind. Nothing, nothing. Forget it. False alarm. <laughs> um, heart palpitations and heart uh, issues with, um, with, uh, just, I don't know. Your heart feels like it's going to stop. I've had my heart, um, like it'll be like a palpitation where like skips a beat and then following that with like a massive beat where it's like, boom. And it's like, Oh shit. And then I get a little bit like dizzy and a little bit more like, um, I need to take in more oxygen, need to breathe more. I have had issues with breathing. I've had issues with carrying extra water weight, um, sore throat, swollen throat. Um, kind of a, that's been a constant for several uh, weeks, actually throat chakra issues. Um, Oh, I've had a lot of, uh, feelings of my head being touched, stroked, 
um, almost like I'm being loved. I feel like it might be my twin flame, but if you're feeling this and you're already with your twin flame, it might not be that. Or if you're not a twin flame incarnate, it might not be that. It might just be like Kundalini where it laps around your, um, your ankle or your wrist. Now I felt like my cat, um, has been like coming up to me, up to my legs and wrapping her, uh, tail around my, uh, ankle and then slowly releasing it. So it's like a tail, like kind of brushing me almost, um, I don't know, just very slowly in, I don't know how to explain it, like a feather boa or something around my ankles. And I've been feeling that kind of a sensation a lot. And, and I always look down to get my cat. And then I realize she's asleep somewhere else. <laughs> it's like, what the hell was that? That was interesting. It felt like my cat's tail was very soft and very gentle, but also like fully wrapped around my wrist or my ankle. And, uh, so I've been feeling that a lot or like a energy of a tail brushing up against my leg and like all the way up, like from my ankle to my knee, it's been a very odd sort of like what? And my cat will be like, you know, walking around in the other room. Like she's not even asleep. She's not astral projecting. I mean, it might be, I'm having hell cats again. The hell cats might've come back. They uh, do cat like things and they're literally cats from hell. And I don't know, they, they're protectors. I think they protect, um, they protect visitors that go down to hell to see their relatives. That's what God just told me. Double check with a muscle testing. That's what happens. So will people get normally hell cats? It's just me. Okay. never mind. That's just something for me. <laughs> Do I have hell cats again? No, I had the, I had like three hell cats when my friend or now ex friend Jordan came and he was um, living in my house and causing all kinds of chaotic crap. Um, three Hellcats um, started coming around and hanging out with me. It was so weird. It's like I'd be asleep and they'd jump on the bed and I would turn to get knowledge and realize that she's in another part of the room. So another cat just jumped on me, but there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> and they would meow at all hours of the night. And I'd be like, knowledge, be quiet. And I'd wake up and she's like asleep next to me. Like what? This doesn't make any sense. I found out later that there's a such thing called Hellcats, And that's what was happening. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, uh, okay. So God is saying that, um, animal ghost, animal spirits might be actually coming your way at this moment. It could be, uh, animal spirits that want to be cleared and taken to heaven. Or, you know, if you are one of the people that are meant to be a world walker or a spirit shaman, a lot more people are opening up to this at this time. Also, it could be your, uh, animals that did not want to leave when they died and they're hanging around you. Um, and the veils between the worlds are thinning and a lot of animals are coming from heaven as well at this time. It feels like a pre-Halloween time. I don't know if you guys are getting that. I mean, we're like four months and six days away <laughs> in two hours. I'm just kidding. Actually, no, I'm not <laughs> from Halloween, but, or one hour. Okay, fine. But anyway, um, yeah, it just feels like a pre-Halloween thing. A lot of people started posting Halloween energy, uh, things on my Instagram feed 
and I just love it. I'm like, oh, I love the Halloween vibe. You know, the witchy, cool, like hot apple cider and candy and fall leaves. And, oh, I love that. I love that vibe so much. It's a little spooky, a little dangerous, a little scary. And plus, you know, me being the archangel of death, the original one anyway, it's kind of my vibe. (laughs) It's a little bit my jam, you know, but I mean, I love all seasons, but that one's one of my favorites. Anyway, um, so yeah, the whole Halloween vibe, I don't know if that's coming your way or not. Um, there was some other stuff like, I don't know if I hopped a timeline in the last couple days or not, but like one night I went to, this is going to be a little, maybe TMI, a little gross, but I went to bed and because I live here on the coast, it was kind of a hot day. I think it was when the cat had her little operation on, it was Tuesday, you know, I was up with her all night, like 15 hours. She was, um, coming down from ketamine for 15 hours and I was dancing with her. I was hot and sweaty. I had felt gross and I did not want to take a shower because I needed to watch her and be with her the whole time. So I went to bed feeling very hot and sweaty and kind of icky. And I, I didn't smell like a BO, but I smelled like sweat. And the next day I was going to take a shower and I was exhausted. And I'm like, I don't even have the energy to shower. And I noticed that I no longer smell like sweat. Usually if I smell like sweat and I wake up the next day, I still smell like sweat. It's now time to take a shower. And I smelled better. Like it sounds gross, but I, I've smelled better. I smelled like I smelled like I had bathed, like I had taken a shower. So I think I hopped a timeline in which I was clean and I'm like, okay, well that was cool. Anyway, that's a whole nother wild thing. Um, so I don't know. Uh, trying to think. So anyway, yeah, hearing and eyesight going in and out, um, muscles, aches and pains, sleeping extra hours and in really disoriented so that when you wake up, you don't know if it's like day or night, you're feeling like crazy. Like, did you just sleep for three or four days where you just sleep for two hours? Like waking up after two hours, feeling like you slept for 12 hours, waking up after 12 hours and feeling like you're absolutely exhausted. You need more sleep or, you know, waking up after six hours and you're, you don't know, you're like there in the middle. But at the same time, it felt like you were having dreams for hours and hours and hours, even though you probably weren't. And the dreams are intense and they're weird and they're giving you hidden messages about your life, your situation and how things would have turned out if you had gone a different way or a different route. So that's the kind of thing, um, that's at least been happening to me. I had a dream about my ex roommate, Jordan and his wife And the shoe was on the other foot in this dream in which I couldn't live where I was living. And I had to move in with them as opposed to the other way around. And then they were moving and I had to move my stuff and I was stressed out. And I was like, well, maybe I want to live in this place. And in my dream, I kept falling asleep and I didn't want to deal with having to move again because I just moved and I was upset and stressed out. So I got to see, I guess, a little bit from Jordan's perspective of what he was going through. You know, I forgive him. I just don't think I want to be friends with someone who has so very, very little, you know, very little respect for me. If none really, 
he would say, I respect you, but then he'd throw a piece of uh, trash at my feet and then argue with me. And I say, can you pick up the trash? He just threw on my foot, you know, like that's insane. You know, leaving a cracked egg on the counter, you know, that's like complete disrespect. It's just being a pig, you know, but, um, no, no respect, no disrespect to actual pigs, (laughs) but, um, I don't know. It was just weird. It was like a weird dream. And I was like, okay. And I kept thinking, is this going to be good for me? Is it not? And then I went into a weird space of, I went into the 1800s and I saw this old timey candy store where they were like selling fresh taffy and, you know, dime candy or penny candy. And then they had like, it was like one cent, five cent and 10 cent candies, but the 10 cent candies were really big you know, like I think the giant lollipops or something. And, um, and people wearing old fashioned, uh, dresses and like the boots with the lace, not lace up that they button up. And, um, it was just very strange. And I remember thinking, well, I could, I could stay here and I could have like, um, I could do like tarot cards right next to this, this, uh, so when people are eating their candy, they could come over and get their readings done. You know, I could do that you know, and I could, um, maybe do hypnosis in the back, you know, people want actual therapy. Otherwise we could just do, you know, the fun shit, you know, (laughs) I could channel for people. It was like really weird. And I woke up like, Oh yeah, I could totally. And then wait, I don't even live there. I'm not even what that was like the weirdest thing. But I remember them telling me what to do with my stuff and treating me with disrespect. And it was not Jordan, but also his wife. And they were both telling me what to do, which she would never in real life act like this, but maybe she also has a lack of disrespect or a lack of respect, uh, for me that I don't know about. Right. So maybe it was something revealing. So you might be having revealing dreams or dreams that put the shoe on the other foot, so to speak, or you might wake up completely disoriented. Like you went to another world, went to another dimension, talked to people that in the dream you totally knew and you wake up like, I don't know who these people are. Um, this kind of thing's happening a lot, uh, to me, the, the dreams have gotten really, really weird, you know, even on the days that I have smoked weed, um, earlier in the day, I'm still having weird dreams, which is weird. Cause normally weed will stop you from having, um, dreams, but maybe that's with heavy m- marijuana use. So just be aware of that. Take a few days off of smoking weed every day. If, uh, you know, take a few days off every week, you know, like two or three days a week. Don't smoke at all because you don't want your venting dreams to get backed up because it's going to make you a very angry, bitter person and <laughs> you won't know what's going on. And then, you know, you run out of weed for a week and then all of a sudden you're going to have nothing but nightmares, you know, and then you'll go, well, I need weed obviously because they take the nightmares away. Yeah, they do. But those nightmares are venting dreams and they're really good for you because it's part of the shadow work you need to do to get rid of those thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and weird sentences that people said to you that just sent you into a tailspin and fucked up your life, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And I know that you all have these weird sentences and it's just a sentence. It's just words, you know, you didn't have to take it in the ways that the person meant it, but you did. And then that sent you into a whole nother way of thinking or being in the world. And most people just have well-intentioned, um, moments, you know, they think they're doing you a favor when in fact they're just assholes and they're fucking you up for life and they don't know. 
and they're innocent in the way that they didn't do it on purpose to hurt you. They did it to help you, but you know, sorry, you kind of screwed me up for life there, you know? Um, (laughs) especially if they said the same thing, like a few different times in a row, like my aunt was always on and on about it. She'd point out my, my cousin's stomach and she'd point it out to my cousin in front of her friends when she was a teenager. It was really bad. It got to a point where my, my cousin ended up having an ulcer and ended up in the hospital and they thought she was going to die. You know, when she was like 12 years old, she had an ulcer, like God, you know, and I asked her, she didn't really, I don't think she was honest with me about what happened. I said, what happened? And she said, my mom just stresses me out so much. And that's why I have an ulcer. And I'm like, I don't think that's really true, but you know, that was before they knew that ulcers were actually caused by, um, it, it could be emotional stuff. But H. pylori is the name of the um, actual, uh, and I've had issues with it my whole life, which is why my stomach stuck out. You know, I think it's everyone has had this at one time or another. But H. pylori is killed by, um, well, antibiotics, and also it's helped by um, pink bismuth or Pepto-Bismol. So, well, my cousin never, ever took that growing up, and so she had an ulcer, and I ended up taking it, so I kept it at bay. But it's something that every now and again I have to take medication for because I have it. Both of my kids have it too. H. pylori is a a bacteria that um, causes ulcers in the stomach and lining. And usually you could go for years without an ulcer. You know, it doesn't have to be an ulcer or a bleeding ulcer. It could just be like, um, it just, uh, you know, shows up in the form of, you're burping a lot or you're, um, having stomach pain after you eat or your stomach gets bloated or, uh, you know, those kinds of things. Well, I've noticed that I've had those things. I don't know if it's H pylori or ascension symptoms, or if having H pylori attack your stomach is a part of that as also a greater part of being in conjunction with your, uh, third chakra, which is your identity. So, um, you know, for those of you that, in which that resonates, then now you know what to do, where to look, you know, treat the, treat the, the disease, treat the symptoms, but also the disease, the disease, but also the emotional shit behind it. You know, um, you know, feeling like you're eating away at yourself. That's uh, H pylori. Like you're eating away at yourself. You're beating yourself up. You're, you know, call your stomach a bread basket. <laughs> you know, I've heard people call that a, you know, your bread basket, you know, he punched me in my bread basket. You know, <laughs> it's like, what, you know, like it's just weird. Um, anyway, honor yourselves, honor your body. Listen to these weird little stories that you told yourself or other people told you, you know, when they come up, just listen to it for a moment and go, huh, that's interesting. Thank you for sharing. And you don't have to take it in anymore. You can let it go. Wow. I don't believe that. That's not true. And you could say out loud. That's not true. I don't believe that at all. That's not true. There's no way that's true. Huh? Weird. She said that to me. Weird. He, he mentioned that weird. He uh, did that thing that made me feel this way, but it's not true anymore. None of that's true anymore. I'm, I'm a much better, stronger, uh, braver person. I have more courage, you know, and I'm, I'm living my life. And you, you could even say 16 years have passed, 20 years have passed. 40 years have passed. I'm not that same person. I'm, I'm a totally different person. I'm a completely different person physically, emotionally, mentally, you know, psychologically and spiritually. And that's the way it is. 
anyway, hopefully this helps uh, those of you that needed to hear it and those of you who didn't. You know, thank you for bearing with me. I wanted to make a quick little request before we get into the spaceweather.com. Um, it has been brought to my attention that um, I only have uh, 12 reviews on Apple podcasts or iTunes and um, only five people have left words in their reviews and I have 12 people one of them said I was a one star and everyone else gave me five stars so the one person who gave me a one star um, was mad because he didn't it was the first time he had ever heard the show and it was a CIA documents uh, episode where um, you know, I do the introduction for an hour first, you know, about all of the psychological stuff. And then when I was reading the, the CIA papers, I was, um, you know, putting, interjecting my stuff into it because I had direct, uh, experience with the gateway experience of Dr. Monroe. And I pull in, uh, information from various sources to give a richer experience of the actual CIA papers themselves. Well, this guy did not understand that. He did not know it. He obviously didn't even read the description of my show. And because I had, you know, 11 people that gave me five stars out of five, and this one person who did not understand my format gave me a one star, I now have a 3.9 star rating, and I've gone down in all the rankings on all of the... Um, podcast, um, channels or, or, you know, lists of metaphysical podcasts. Whereas before this guy did this, I was like number one consistently. And then for a while it was like number two or number three. And then when I slipped in the ratings, I would be no more than level like number five in the world. And, um, more recently I'm like number seven, number 10, you know, and I think a lot of it is because people see this guy in his stupid one-star rating and saying, oh, well, you know, he said I was rambling. Well, if he had actually bothered to listen to what I was saying, he said in the time it took me to do the introduction, he could have read the CIA papers. Fine, be my guest. Go, it's a PDF, it's free. Everyone can read it. But the whole point of putting it on the podcast for me, obviously, was, you know. So it doesn't bother me because this guy obviously doesn't know what the hell he's talking about or what he's saying. But, um... You know, because he obviously didn't even listen to what I was saying. He just said I rambled because he's waiting for me to say the CIA papers. But if he had bothered to even read the description of the show before listening, he would have known the second half of the show was, you know, the CIA paper part. Anyway, um, so for those of you that listen to me on podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, I mean, or iTunes, If you have a few minutes, please go. If you find it in your heart, if I've helped you, if my voice has uh, helped you with your downloads and your light codes and your upgrades, and I have changed your life, rocked your world, upgraded your DNA through my voice, many of you have said that you have felt that for sure you have spiritually grown in every possible way because of my show and that you're grateful for me. If you listen to me at all on iTunes or Apple podcasts, please go put a positive review. Be honest. I'm not telling you go give me five stars. If you believe I deserve that, that's great. 
you know, if you think I could improve, you know, you don't have to say five stars, but at least give me a, a decent review where, you know, it's more about the actual show versus, you know, I didn't like anything she said for the first half of the show. And then, you know, the second half of the show, she didn't read the whole paper or whatever, you know, like it was just kind of, he didn't understand the, what the show's about, you know? It's like if I went to a, a show about reptiles and they talked about nothing but snakes and then I left a review with one star saying they didn't even mention lizards at all. You know, it's like, what? You know, anyway, it was just kind of a weird thing. I said lizard, you know what guys? Lizards have been in my world like four or five times. Gonna have to look that one up spiritually. If they've been in your world too, um, whether you saw them on a t-shirt or on a website or coming up on your feed or saw them in your actual yard or whatever. Um, I saw several lizards, the cat next door ate a lizard and I saw, uh, my landlord threw it out. Oh, I just saw it, it was 55, 55. When I said that, so the cat ate a lizard. I just saw a really big lizard at the liquor store today. And I saw one in the backyard. They're everywhere. Suddenly out of nowhere, lizards, lizards, leaping lizards everywhere. And uh, I, I think they're awesome. I love the energy of lizards. I think they're kind of fun, but I have to now look it up and see what they mean spiritually. <laughs> it's a sign from the universe. And if you've had them in your life recently, then there you go. There's a sign. All right. Spaceweather.com. Let's see what's going on uh, in our world as far as physical science is telling us. Um, solar wind speed is 392.1 kilometers per second. So it has picked up since yesterday. We have a brand new sunspot and the dark cores have rapidly grown and expanding fivefold in the past 24 hours. It can be large and complex enough to produce solar flares. So stay tuned for the weekend, which is kind of cool and exciting. Lots of cool pictures of noctilucent clouds. If you want to check it out on spaceweather.com, Ulu neutron counts are very high right now. They've gone up by 0.4% in the past 48 hours. We're at 9.2% of the space age average. There are no significant coronal holes facing the Earth's side of the sun, which means no solar wind forthcoming. So that's good. But we are being bombarded with the cosmic radiation, which also changes our DNA, that plasma, the gamma rays, all of it, it, it gets into us and it changes us. That's where we get our light codes and upgrades and whatnot. And we're also getting it sent to us from the Pleiadians and the beings and spacecrafts around our Earth, as well as interdimensionals. They want us to grow. They want us to glow up, baby. So if you're game, just keep keep it up. Step up your spiritual game this weekend. Sleep if you have to. Deep breathing, lots of water. Eat healthy and all of that good stuff. Um, all Sky Fireball Network and NASA's All Sky Cameras scanned the skies above the United States for meteoritic fireballs and found that there were 17 sporadic ones today over the United States. Um... Schumann Resonance coming down uh, the pike from uh, Italy, DisclosureNews.it. They had um, uh, 38 was the big number for today. And then it says 11.40 marker. I don't know what that means, but if you want to check it out, it's DisclosureNews.it. Okay, uh, HeartMath Institute, we finally have some news from them. This is what we've got. Oh, I like this. First number from California. And this is now from Wednesday at the 2300 hour on the 23rd of June, 2021. California was at 144 Hertz frequency. 
Hofuf Saudi Arabia was at 138 hertz frequency. Uh, now get this one. <laughs> Lithuania was at 550 hertz frequency. And uh, Alberta, Canada is at 244 hertz frequency. Northland, New Zealand took a dive on the 21st of June, <laughs> which is the solstice. And they've been at zero ever since. And last but not least, Hello Louis, South Africa has been at 170 Hertz frequency, and this is a Schumann resonance scale. Notice these super, super high numbers. What's normal and typical? Um, 7.83, <laughs> so less than eight. So uh, all of these, except for Northland, New Zealand, are way, 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 way above that. So we know that something is happening to the collective whole and all of humanity as we learn and grow spiritually and 144 is the angel number uh, to pay attention to out of these numbers. Said that, looked at this, it was 5944. Again, with 44 and 144. If you're, for those of you keeping track, those are your angel numbers for the day. All right, I'm in 55 as well. Just saw that again. All right, so. Uh Oops, got cut off there at the at the end there. Uh, so anyway, that those are the angel numbers for those of you who would like to uh, look up angel numbers. There are several websites that can do it. Doreen Virtue does have a really wonderful book on it from angel numbers from zero to nine hundred and ninety nine. And if you ever have an angel number, there are four digits. You take either the first two digits and the last two digits, or the first three digits and the last one, and you look up those numbers and whichever combination of angel numbers make you um make sense for you you or your life then that's what you roll with otherwise um you can go to any number of angel numbers apps on your um store whether it's you know your itunes store or your android store and they're excellent i highly recommend the pink and purple one but if that's not your your colors and doesn't float your boat that's okay um it's not mine either but I like it because I like the descriptions, but there are ones that are like red and black or blue and green or whatever. But the angel numbers are, um, uh, there's signs and signals from your angels, your archangels, your holy guardian angel, God, or, you know, your ascended masters or your, um, spiritual guides. And these numbers are there to remind you that you're not alone. You're never alone. You are loved and there's a message for you. So if you look up the message, you can figure out uh, what it is that they're trying to say. And the more you pay attention to the numbers and the more you look them up, the more they will come and the more that this will happen for you. And when it happens for you, um, then you're realizing that you are actually communicating with heaven. Sometimes it's your ancestors getting in touch with you. Sometimes it's uh, people in your family that died that um, want you to know a specific message. And also, by the way, lizards, uh, you know, cats, whatever, any kind of animal or creature that you see, whether it's, you know, on, um, like, say you go to the store and you see notebook unicorn, I mean, a notebook with a unicorn on it, and then you see a pen with a unicorn, and then you see someone wearing a unicorn hat or a unicorn backpack, and somebody else has a unicorn t-shirt, and somebody says the word unicorn, and then there's like a joke you hear about a unicorn or whatever, and then suddenly... Oh my God, I got to look up the spiritual significance of unicorn. Someone somewhere, the universe somehow is conversing with me. And once you look it up, you go, oh yeah, okay. 
accept more magic into your life. All right, but don't take any shit. All right, fine. All right. That's what I think unicorns mean. I could be wrong. <laughs> don't worry when you fart. You're farting a rainbow. Okay, I'm just kidding. Unicorns never mean that. <laughs> Go to the bathroom first. Just kidding. All right. <laughs> but uh, so I, I just want to give a little blurb for those of you that are new to the show that have never um, heard of this stuff or maybe you've missed it. Because I, I did look it up, and on iTunes, I actually have 685 episodes that are on um, Apple right now. 685. I think I might have been, made more. I don't think my latest episode somehow is not in the stream right now. It will be, though. It should upload, like, in the next day or two. But um, I just wanted to let you guys know that the universe is constantly talking to you. And it might even be a color. Like, say you're you know, driving around and a car in a specific color that's quite odd goes by you. Say it's turquoise or it's lime green. And then you go to, um, this happened to me once I went to a a parking lot where I was parking to go shopping in the summertime with my, you know, back when I was married with my kids and I get out and I'm wearing turquoise. My daughter's wearing lime green and four or five people were either getting in their cars or getting out of their cars and they were wearing these colors together, lime green and turquoise. And I'm like, that's really, really weird. And my husband's like, what? I'm like, look at what everybody in this section of the parking lot is wearing. And they all have the same colors. And he's that that's like freaking weird. It's like, yes, yeah, so why I think we live in the matrix It's weird. So, you know, when you, those kinds of things happen or you start seeing the same kinds of flowers or you smell a scent or you know, your magazine, your favorite magazine shows up and it, and it has hyacinth. And then you, you know, someone says, have you ever seen a TV show? Hi, uh, you know, uh, keeping up appearances about a woman named hyacinth. And then somebody else brings you, uh, flowers and in it there's hyacinth and somebody else, um, you know, mentions Haya, you know, okay. I don't know. That's stretching it, but you might, but that's an example. Like all of a sudden you see carnations everywhere and you haven't seen one in six years. You know, um, those are messages. So look up what is the meaning, spiritual significance of the hyacinth or the carnation or the color turquoise or the lizards or the number 55. So I just wanted to bring that up for those of you who are new to the show, because there are several of you that are brand new that have contacted me. And I also wanted to mention real quick before we get into the rest of the show that uh, you may contact me at um, mermaidgirl888. That's uh, just direct message me there on Instagram. And that is the easiest way to get in touch with me. I have a website, soul speak radio. If you want to write me an email that will just be forwarded to my regular email. Sometimes I don't see them right away. Just write me again. If you do uh, see them. And if you are the weirdo that keeps trying to tell me about making money and you've sent me six or seven of these, uh, I just delete them. All right. So please stop sending them (laughs) like he's ever going to hear the show. If you hear the show, he would know that I'm not interested, but whatever. Um, (laughs) It's not that I'm uninterested in making money. I'm just not interested in his particular way of making money. He keeps sending this like constantly, like two or three times a day. It's like, just because you acknowledge this through my metaphysical show, doesn't mean that I'm going to just suddenly do business with you randomly. Like you're not even acknowledging my show. So whatever. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's it. Um, and any of you who have a metaphysical or spiritual related business 
and you would like to advertise through the show, let me know. Um, I am accepting, um, people to come on board and as advertiser, you know, as advertisers. So I do have someone who's coming on soon and I just want to throw it out there just in case. Anyway, uh, that's it. Going to take a quick break. When I come back, we're going to do the Earth Changes Report and the weekly Weird World News right after this. guys so I do the earth changes report every week so that we can somehow monitor the progress of what's going on with the earth itself and all the changes that we are experiencing and mainly because this is what many believe to be the end of the world and this is the days of Armageddon, which is a word that literally means to go up a mountain. <laughs> Have you ever heard uh, people say it's all downhill from here? Well, right now we're all uphill from there. <laughs> and eventually we're downhill from there. And what would we do if the Christian Bible were right? Well, I'm not a Christian and I don't believe in... Uh, a lot of the things that it says in the Bible, but what if, what if, according to Wikipedia, the apocalypse in the Bible is the complete destruction of the world preceding the establishment of a new world and heaven. Well, that's not as scary as we were thinking. (laughs) And that's why it's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. And so do you. And so do most people, except for the people going through the shit we're going to talk about tonight. And what we're going to do is uh, send love and light and prayers out to all the people that might be suffering during these times of Armageddon. Now, what is all this for? Uh, The word itself, apocalypse, literally means to lift the veil, to disclose, to reveal. And to reveal what? Well, probably to reveal that we live in a damn matrix and none of this is real. This is all a big grand design and experiment. What if God forgot who he or she was and decided to become billions of people? and went very low in vibration and turned against him or herself. I mean, that's kind of what happened, right? (laughs) It's this big grand design and we all are God. We've all been split off into, you know, billions, trillions of beings. And now we're just trying to get back. So right now we're basically watching the destruction of this world so that we can establish a new world in the fifth dimension and literally bring down heaven on earth. Now, if you listened um, a couple years ago to the show 
on the, um, basically I did a show about this and, um, go check it out. I am the archangel, the original archangel of death, which makes me the fourth horseman of the apocalypse, which I didn't really know about until I actually had a task of this manner to do. And pretty much not that long after that is when I decided, well, let's monitor what's going on in the world and pray for everybody. I mean, if this is the end of the world and the end of the line, we might as well go out praying and sending love to everybody. And it is our compassion that might just save us in the end, actually. And so let's go for that. (laughs) You know, let's always be on the side of the good and, and the light and the side of God. I mean, that's my thinking anyway being an archangel incarnate. Sure. Why not? So anyway, so this is what we do. We go through all the different stories that are happening in the past seven days and we go ahead and uh, pray for the people accordingly. So here we go. I go to watchers.news, which is a pro <laughs> it's appropriate because I am a watcher. I, you know, as a fallen angel, that's what we do. We're, we're here as watchers. There are 7,000 of us on earth and I found about 30 of us so far maybe 20, something like that. Um, if you believe you're an archangel, contact me, direct message me on, um, you know, at mermaid girl 88 on Instagram. And I will let you know, uh, if prime creator confirms it, I can't always give you your angel name though. Many of you have asked even in the past week, several of you have asked and I can't really tell you, I can't reveal it to you, but, um, most of you will not have your name written down anywhere. You know, there's like what, maybe a dozen archangels written down in books. And there's like 7,000 of us <laughs> that are incarnate. And then a lot more of us unincarnate. So anyway, that's the way it is. So, all right, here we go. Uh, watchers.news is, uh, where we start. And this is where we're going to start right here. Uh, Okay, TC Claudette. I don't know why it says TC. And then it says Tropical Storm Claudette later, so in this little uh, blurb. So maybe she meant to say TS Claudette. Let's just like skip over that. <laughs> anyway, and, and the, the big news is that this was a life threatening flash flooding expected across coastal Mississippi and Alabama and the far western Florida panhandle of Florida. So um, I guess this probably already happened because this was seven days ago. It happened um, on the 19th of June and it's the third named storm of the Atlantic hurricane season of the year. 2021 heavy rainfall caused dangerous flooding and it remind it that was the primary hazard and they did expect Claudette to move farther inland so I think in a few minutes we'll find out if that did happen uh, let's send love and light and sunshine to Mississippi Alabama and Florida uh, panhandle on the western side okay so tropical storm Dolores See, like we're already having a theme, two stories, and it's already a theme. Tropical storm Dolores is forecast to be near, um, hurricane strength. 
as it hits Mexico. Now, this is uh, the southwest coast of Mexico. Well, that's where I used to live. Shit. And they did have a whole bunch of rain like the day before this. Oh, my God. And you know what? If you guys have the ability to see fairies or beings... If you go to watchers.news on page two and look at the picture of tropical storm Dolores, you can see her fairy face. Like she's got eyes and eyebrow, nose, mouth, a chin and wild ass hair. Cause well, tropical storm, um, she's a nature spirit and she's in charge of creating this storm. It's, it's all, everything is a grand design, right? And sometimes you can see the beings and I'm just shocked. I could see it. It's like super, super clear to me. Um, if any of you are interested, let me know later. You'll go look at it yourself. If you don't see it, she's looking to the uh, left and her face is the biggest part. It's white. And then the rest is kind of a purpley blue is like her hair and her neck. And anyway, <laughs> I know it sounds really crazy, but it's true. I mean, everything is created by beings that are usually unseen. And sometimes if you have a good eye, you can make out their faces. And there there have been um, lots of articles and uh, actually videos on this as well. Um, so if you're brand new to the idea that fairies are real, <laughs> this might be a good example. Um, anyway, the next... So listen, love and light and sunshine to... Uh, Southwest Mexico, um, strong and shallow 6.3 earthquake hit New Zealand in the Kermadec islands. And they are reporting, um, the USGS reported a depth of 10 kilometers or 6.2 miles. And EMSC reported the same magnitude and depth. So 6.3. And, um, so that's in the islands of New Zealand. So let's, uh, I don't know that anyone's living there, but we could send some calm energy to New Zealand. Just send some sweet calm, maybe blue or turquoise is a nice calming energy. Just send that love over there. And the next one is new observations of coronal mass ejections and cosmic rays. Um, scientists are releasing new observations by the global muon detector network at the Siowa station in the Antarctic. Very interesting. And so let me, I'm going to pause this for a minute and then I'm going to come back and let you guys know quickly, uh, what this says. All right. So from what I understand, what they're saying is basically when a piece of the sun breaks off and is hurled our way. That piece of the sun is original coronal material and it is um, containing also in it, in the plasma, a part of the sun's uh, magnetic force field. And a part of that goes with the CME. And that is the reason why we have a lesser amount of um, cosmic radiation uh, interacting with the ground level of Earth because we are being um, not just the solar wind or the CME uh, being uh, flown or being uh, thrown our way, 
it's not just the solar wind itself or the the plasma it's actually the magnetic force field of the sun like it's literally breaking off a piece of its magnetic force field to protect us kind of like a protective father or something which is kind of cool and that's a that's another explanation for it which we've been talking about this for a couple of years in the interjection part of the show so it's interesting that's what they just discovered in antarctica so i'm glad they're doing something there <laughs> that we all can kind of kind of understand anyway all right sorry for the brief nerdiness there but that was pretty exciting so but that is a part of all of this so here we go uh, strombolian activity was a uh, brief uh, but violent with lava fountains at Mount Etna volcano in Italy. So uh, they had um, fountaining episodes that have been occurring every one to two days. Over the past two days, uh, the aviation color code was raised uh, to red twice. So um, there you have it. I don't think we need to pray so much for that because most of the people in that area pretty much know to stay away from the volcano and i don't know other than uh, possible earthquake activity that's caused by the volcano i'm not sure uh what's uh exactly you know like if there's anything else beyond that i don't know uh, we haven't had a lot of reports on that quite yet uh so the next one is large and extremely dangerous tornado has torn through a suburban Chicago neighborhood in the United States. Six people at least have been injured. 16 homes have been heavily damaged after a radar-confirmed tornado swept through suburban Chicago, Illinois on the 20th, on on Sunday. And this is the first strong um, tornado, which is uh, bigger than EF2, in the metro chicago counties area so let's send love and light i would have to say calm energy calming of the winds and calming of the emotions of the people because damn that's that's really scary i've been in tornado conditions and it's really creepy um so but guess what guys i i got some news for you this is going to be a theme for the evening so here we go. Uh, the very next story is about Claudette, which we talked about a minute ago. It regains tropical storm strength over the Carolinas after killing 13 people in Alabama. So, shit. The storm's not quite going away, is it? Um, so widespread damage was occurring in the neighboring states of Mississippi as well. Lots of flooding in Alabama and Mississippi. And apparently now it's gaining strength of the Carolinas again. So, well, we'll see in a few, you know, we'll send love and light, sunshine to all those places, love and comfort towards the families who lost loved ones. Next uh, uh, article is a deadly tornado has left a path of destruction in Auckland, New Zealand. So it killed one person and left a trail of destruction. Of course, 62 houses, to be exact, have been deemed uninhabitable. 32 people had to evacuate from their homes. And the cleanup is continuing in the area right now. So 
Um, yeah, let's send love and light, calm energy towards people in Auckland, New Zealand, and love and comfort to the people who lost their person. A severe thunderstorm has <clears throat> spawned a destructive tornado in Belgium. Is it just me, guys, or uh, is this new? <laughs> Did we have tornadoes in Belgium? I never heard of them before. I might be ignorant though. I don't know if you're from Europe. I mean, are you guys used to tornadoes and I just didn't know about it? You know, I mean, the news in the United States is pretty United States centric. So I've never heard of this before, but it might just mean that I'm ignorant and it's always been happening or maybe I'm wrong. And this is a brand new thing. I thought it was a U.S. thing. So this is kind of crazy. Uh, tornadoes in so, so where, we, so where are we looking at? We're looking at, uh, we've had now tornadoes in, um, uh, okay. Was well, it, I guess Dolores and, and Claudette, those are storms. Okay. So they could turn into tornadoes, but tornadoes in Chicago, um, tornadoes in New Zealand, tornadoes in Belgium. I mean, that's like crazy. That is crazy. So anyway, uh, 92 homes were severely damaged. 17 people were injured in Belgium when severe thunderstorms struck parts of Belgium on Saturday with heavy downpours triggering flooding in portions of Flanders in Flanders. <coughs> now a tornado reportedly struck the town of, uh, Borang in Namur province in Belgium as well. So I don't know, love and light and sunshine and calm energy to Belgium as well as Auckland, New Zealand. Now, Dolores, we haven't heard the last of her, 60% of banana crops in Colima were wiped out by this tropical storm. This is the fourth named storm in the Pacific hurricane season, made landfall just northwest of a town in Punta San Telmo, near the border of Mexican states of Colima and Michoacan. So yeah, she, she picked up some speed there, man. This picture, you can't see her face as easily. That first one was pretty obvious. So let's send love and light to uh, Mexico and sunshine. Send sunshine to Belgium and, um, all these other places with heavy rain as well. All right. Um, let's see where we're at. Major outbreak of noctilucent clouds over Europe. Well, that's not uh, you know anything to worry about. It's actually beautiful. Noctilucent clouds are considered rare, especially over France, Spain, and Germany. And yet they've been happening. So if you're in these areas, um, go outside uh, as the sun has set and look and see the sky glowing these beautiful blue uh, colors. So, um, usually you see them over higher altitudes. So, but the, the NLCs have been really, really powerful in the past few weeks. So it's kind of exciting actually. All right. So now the next one and you guys, it's like, am I wrong here? When I say there are themes like every week, there's a new theme. I mean, we're continuing deadly tornado hits Mascouche. Oh, I'm not saying that right. Mascouche, maybe Mascouche, M A 
S-C-O-U-C-H-E. It's like mustache, but must couch. I don't know. I'm sorry, Megan. I know you're listening. (laughs) And you're laughing at my friends right now. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, this happened in Southern Quebec in Canada. One person was killed. So love and light to their family in Mascouche near Montreal in Southern Quebec, Canada. The deputy premier and minister of public safety confirmed this on Monday, the 21st of June, several dozen buildings were damaged. Others were injured and it looked like dozens of people were still cleaning it up you know, several days later. So let's send them love and light and calm energy. But I mean, look at this tornado after one, after another, after another. And guess what guys, guess what happened again? (laughs) This is even scarier. Holy shit. All right. Destructive storms bring giant hail tornado and flooding to parts of France. France, guys. Holy shit. Severe storms pummeled parts of France over the weekend on the 21st of June, which is Monday again on Monday. Uh, It brought flooding rain, giant hailstones, and a tornado that resulted in damages with one person missing. Well, I hope they find them, and I hope that person is still alive and not injured. Love and light to that person and their family. 44,000 lightning strikes were recorded. Oh my God. And they do mention here the uh, town of St. Nicholas de Burgil. So I I don't know if I can say this in French or not, but San Nicolas de Burgil. Maybe. I don't know. Sorry, Megan's laughing again. Seriously, Megan, when I mention Canada and France, don't drink anything. You'll be spitting your drink out. (laughs) All right. So love and light and sunshine to uh, France. Giant hail. This is not making me happy. Uh, (laughs) This is pretty damn scary shit because, I mean, have you guys seen the uh, coming global superstorm, which is a book written by Whitley Strieber and Art Bell? back in the day. And then that turned into a, um, a, uh, movie called the day after tomorrow, which then Whitley Struber wrote the book about after the movie was done because <laughs> he wanted to fix some of the science that wasn't explained correctly in the movie, but really scary stuff. Anyway, um, heavy downpours bring hail and flooding to Saudi Arabia and Yemen last week. Severe, severe weather. So three people died in Al-Shamaitin. Al-Shamaitin, I don't know. Shamaitin, anyway. After being swept away by flood waters. So in the Taif region also was lashed by hailstorms. So you know, this is like, this is like the theme, tornadoes and hail and flooding and lightning and blah, listen, love and light and sunshine. 
which they don't normally need sunshine to be sent to them in Saudi Arabia, but um, I don't know. That's pretty crazy. And 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 uh, God bless the people who died, and all Shemitan. Next one is, oh wow, uh, a volcano has erupted in Japan, and from the crater, um, large rocks were ejected from the Suwano Sejima volcano. Wow. So the rocks were ejected like 0.62 miles or one kilometer from the crater outward. Oh my God. That's really, really scary. This is according to the Japanese meteorological agency. And so the volcanic alert level of course went up from two to three. I'm, I'm suspecting it's going to go up higher if it keeps belching out giant rocks. I hope that nobody got, um, got, they didn't say anyone got injured or anything. So let's just send love and light to Japan so that the people stay away from this, uh, volcano right now. Um, so they're calling for careful monitoring in New Zealand of the Taupo super volcano. Who shit, man. Super volcanoes are nothing to fool with. Uh, they're seeing that there's unrest has been registered under the super volcano in 2019. They do believe it was volcanic in nature and origin. And they do believe, uh, that this is still an active and potentially hazardous volcano. And they are continuing to monitor it. <sighs> there's several of these around the planet. So uh, there has been a very thick Saharan dust cloud moving over the Mediterranean into Italy and Southeast Europe. This is a very thick Saharan dust cloud um, that they've been seeing over the past uh, several days, coupled with exceptionally high temperatures affecting the region. This dust is contributing to, of course, respiratory issues and lower visibility. So continue to wear your mask, but now for a different reason, if you are in Europe. So here's the weekly, um, volcano report. They say basically they just have ongoing activity for 17, uh, volcanoes and they're not mentioning any new activities. So we're actually three volcanoes less than normal. That's okay. I'll take that. <laughs> Fuego Guatemala is continuing to go. Papua New Guinea, um, Cadavar, um, Etna, of course, in, in Sicily, Russia, Ibiko, uh, Aira, Kyushu in Japan. I mean, so I bet dollars to donuts. Sangay is on that list. <laughs> Sangay is always on the list. Sangay has been erupting continuously since like 1934 or something. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so in China, in northeastern China, rivers have reached historic levels amid persistent heavy rain. They have had heavy downpours, and it caused 13. Here's the second time we've heard this number tonight. 13 rivers have risen to record levels in parts of northeastern China. This is according to the Ministry of Water Resources, um, and they reported this on Saturday. So they are very scared. Uh, you know, I gotta tell you, there's a few things about that dam 
that damn dam, <laughs> the biggest dam in the world built in China. They used so much metal in that thing. It changed the wobble of the freaking planet. Number one. And number two, it's, uh, it's about to break. They have, um, they don't have the resources to shore it up. And if that thing breaks, millions of people possibly will be flooded and hundreds of thousands possibly will, will die. Hopefully this does not happen. So let's just send energy of safety and calm and I guess sunshine to China. Um, you know, I don't really know what else to do about the rest of this. I mean, if you're in Europe, wear masks because of the, uh, Saharan dust coming from the Saharan desert, but in the rest of these, the volcanoes, nothing we could do about that. Most people don't live near one except in Guatemala. It's the love and light to people near Fuego. I used to live, uh, I used to live in Guatemala and I looked at Fuego every day for like six months hoping for some kind of activity. One time I saw a little puff ball come out the top and that was it. And, um, I saw another day, what looked like lava running down the side for just a couple split seconds. And then I wasn't sure if that's what I saw or not, you know, so I'm glad that I wasn't there when it was blowing its top though. Now that I see what it can do, but it was one of those things my kids are like, Oh, I hope it goes off. Right. It's a volcano. It's so cool. And now I look back and I go, man, you know what? I kind of wish it wasn't going off now. I feel sad for the people that like they can't afford to move. And it's just, Oh, it's really, really scary. Anyway. Um, there was an exceptionally dangerous historic heat wave to engulf the Pacific Northwest this weekend. Great. So that's what they're expecting, uh, coming up in the next day or two. In Canada, the Western Canada and Pacific Northwest area of the United States. This is according to the U.S. National Weather Service. They are warning of fire weather concerns, of course, across um, the northern Great Basin and the northern um, states there on the western side. Uh, it's been really bad, guys. Uh, I found out my friend uh, Kyle wrote me and he said that most of the wells, like 109 wells, underground wells have dried up because it's so freaking hot in California, in like Chico and Oroville and, you know, where all the fires have been happening, you know, the town of paradise, all of that area, um, in the inland, like the Northern California inland part like it was in the news, like 109 wells have, uh, dried up. These are wells that people use, you know, water for their house. They're underground. Like how the hell, like it's, it's getting, shit is getting real. I mean, he says, he's like, I don't know what to do. And, and even his, his building costs to rebuild his, his shed, just, just to rebuild a shed when he first looked into it, the prices had gone up. He expected 15 to $17,000 for the materials to replace the shed that he lost in the last fire. And PG and is going to pay for everything. Well, when he went to check on the price, it had gone up to 21,000 for 
so $6,000 more than he expected. By the time the shipment came in and it was delivered, you know, everything's delayed because of the pandemic, as well as so many people getting materials to rebuild because of the fire season last year. And now that $21,000 worth of material, he went there and they were charging him $31,000. They're price gouging left and right, which should be illegal. And it is illegal, but why are they not getting caught? I mean, that's crazy, right? Anyway, that's neither here nor there, but he was telling me of all this, this stuff that's going on. And one of the things that's going on is wells in California are drying up. It's that freaking hot. And now they expect this historic heat wave to come in the next few days. <sighs> Hope my kids are going to be okay because they live right there, you know, in, in the Bay area, San Francisco, and they're right in that zone. I'm going to write to them again. I heard from them both yesterday. So, all right, a new slow slip event has been detected near uh, Gisborne or Gisborne, G-I-S-B-O-R-N-E in New Zealand. And models suggest several centimeters of movement has occurred at the plate boundary so far. And this is the second slow slip event off the coast of the North Island in New Zealand since May. So that means basically the, the, the tectonic plates are shifting very, very slowly, but that might end up in all kinds of earthquake activity. And it might end up being massive. If you live there, um, we're going to send you love and light and prayers and send calm energy to the earth. I don't know if we can do anything about it, but just be aware get all your uh, glasses off a high shelf or, you know, reinforce your cupboards with little locks, you know, baby proofing or just even the eyelet um, ones that are metal. I mean, I'm from California, so we always locked our <laughs> glassware in, ca- in cupboards just in case. I was in the Northridge earthquake and we did not have anything locked up and even our refrigerator opened up and everything spilled out and all the food was in a giant pile of broken glass jars. It was ridiculous to clean up. And then the refrigerator tipped over. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. It was just, oh my God, I was like so sick about that. I had just spent $500 on that little used fridge and it was like, oh my God. And then, of course, you know, we didn't have power for weeks. So, you know, what we couldn't quite get to or clean up right away, you know, went bad. Ugh, it was just, ugh, what a nightmare. Um, so just be careful in New Zealand because that might be coming. A major, guess what? Tornado again. Holy moly. This is a really wild picture. I mean, it shows cars on fire, okay? A major tornado hit the Czech Republic causing massive destruction, a powerful storm accompanied by hail and a major tornado hit communities near the city of Hodonin in South Moravia, Czech Republic on the 24th of June. This is just yesterday. Several hundred homes have been damaged or destroyed more than 200 people injured. And they don't even know the number who have been killed already. Love and light, calm energy, 
I guess a little bit of sunshine to Czech Republic and, um, hugs energy towards the people who lost their, uh, family members and also the 200 people that are injured. Let's send them healing energy. And by the way, all the people are injured in all these, um, disasters. Let's send them the energy of healing and Reiki. If you do Reiki, I, I put Reiki into the fifth dimensional healing grid that I helped build with like a thousand other light workers. It's uh, slightly, I mean, I imagine it is slightly above where we're standing and it's um, like a, an energy of a bright pink, at least the way I look at it, you might see it as white or blue or purple or even green. Just if you're, if you do Reiki, just put love and light and Reiki into the grid and anyone who prays for help immediately will, they'll get it from the grid. It's really fast. It's so much faster. Um, it's like an instantaneous healing because now it's right there and it's from the fifth dimension. So when we get to where we're going, it's always going to be available to us there. Anyway, back to the show. No, <laughs> a violent lava fountains have been coming up out of Etna twice last week. This is the second report on it. The ash rose 10 kilometers up into the air. That's 32,800 feet. Numerous violent paroxysmal eruptive episodes have been happening and like almost 33,000 feet above sea level. And this is, uh, basically over the past, uh, few days and the aviation color code for Mount Etna, or I keep calling it Mount Etna. Maybe it's just Etna. Anyway, it's red. <laughs> it's that's the color code. And that's the color of the damn volcano. This is a wild picture on watches.news page one. If you want to go check it out. Um, the largest comet ever, ever discovered is now heading towards our solar system. Cause of course it is. <laughs> oh my God. So it is uh, forecast to make its closest approach in 2031. So we have something to look forward to 10 years from now at 10.1 astronomical units. Um, or AUs. Is that, is that Astro? I think it might be that or slightly farther than Saturn basically. So the current estimate is that basically. So 10, basically between here and the sun. Is that it? I don't know. Basically it's just right outside of Saturn's orbit. And this is the largest comet ever discovered. Well, we'll probably be able to see it because we could see Saturn in the sky when, it, when the conditions are right. So it looks like we'll be able to see this comet. That's going to be exciting. It is the Bernardinelli, Bernardinelli Bernstein comet. Those are the names of the guys that discovered it. So that's pretty damn cool. All right. Uh, deadly flooding have dis- has displaced more than 1300 people in Crimea. One person died and more than 1300 were evacuated after severe flooding from heavy rains affecting the Crimean peninsula and parts of the Ukraine on the 17th of June. So this is like, a, you know, like last Thursday, you know, a week ago from yesterday. So, um, the flood waters reached 5.2 feet. Holy moly. This is in parts of Kerch city. That's 1.6 meters high. That's massive. 
So let's send love and light and lots of sunshine to Crimea. And of course, to the person who died, um, lots of love and hugs to their family. Roads were destroyed. Cars swept away as violent flash floods hit Neuchatel, Switzerland. This is a Neuchatel Canton on the 22nd of June is this damaged homes, destroyed roads, swept vehicles away. That's another wild picture. Holy moly. According to figures released by Matteo Swiss, Cressier recorded 2.16 inches of rain or 55 millimeters of rain. It doesn't sound like a lot of rain, but you know, if the ground is not used to taking that much rain up at once, that's when those floods happen because the ground gets extremely dry and it doesn't, you know, things don't work right yet. Uh, okay. Ahead of the historic heat wave, 90% of the United States West is in drought for the first time in drought monitors history. Holy shit. What was I just saying about the wells? Oh my God. Oh my God. They're prepping for an exceptionally dangerous historic heat wave this weekend. And they believe the temperatures are going to reach unprecedented levels. The water is drying up and 90% of it is the, the Western U S is in drought. This is like the worst news ever. It's like one of my favorite places on the planet. My, my beloved California and my kids live there. Fuck. I've got so many friends over there. You guys, if you're in California, my heart is going out to you. Let's send rain guys rain to California. No violentness in the rain though. Just gentle rain. Lots of it, but gentle rain. We don't need more tornadoes. Okay. The last, uh, one for today, tropical storm Enrique forms off the Southwest coast of Mexico, life threatening flash floods and mudslides are possible. This is the South Southwestern coast of Mexico. This is the fifth named storm in the Pacific hurricane season. This, uh, Enrique is forecast to remain offshore with strong winds but life-threatening flash floods shit let's send love and light and uh, sunshine to Mexico to the southwestern portion of Mexico and that's the end of the watchers news now we're going to get over to some uh, funny headlines from coast to coast AM uh, just to see what's uh, going on in the <laughs> with the weird news because we've done a lot of praying. We need a little reward for that. So it's kind of weird. Uh, just, I'm going to just talk about the articles. The Pentagon UFO uh, report was released, but there was no definitive answers for the phenomenon of the UFOs. According to the Pentagon, this is the long awaited report, the disclosure that we've all been looking for. And you know, it was just one of those wah, wah. <laughs> I mean, but what did we expect? Right. You know, we want them to tell us the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And now they're going, eh, there's something in the sky. We don't know what it is. What? I, I don't know. 
I haven't read it myself, but I did read articles about it from other people who read it, and they're just like, nah, wasn't a whole lot of, uh, you know, it's like a whole lot of nothing. Anyway, um, an unsealed warrant reveals new details on suspicious FBI dig for a legendary lost cache of Civil War era gold to have been buried in a Pennsylvania state forest. Oh, well, if you live in Pennsylvania, you might have a brand new (laughs) weekend activity. All right. So according to this, uh, newly discovered fossils indicate that some dinosaurs lived in the Arctic. That's very interesting. They just found a slew of fossils in Alaska. So that's kind of interesting. We had some dinosaurs up there. Wow. Very, very interesting. All right. Uh, Pennsylvania. Wow. They're in the news a lot. The weird news. Pennsylvania police enlisted to stop an exorcism from unfolding at a Home Depot. What? This is weird. Police officers in a Pennsylvania town responded to a rather unusual call this week when they were enlisted to break up an exorcism unfolding at a Home Depot. Why the hell? And I do mean that pun. (laughs) Why the hell would you want to break up an exorcism? It's an exorcism. Well, maybe it's an exorcism of a person. So hold on a minute. Let me pause this, read the article and tell you what it says. Oh my God, guys. (laughs) Okay. So this is a very bizarre incident in Dixon city, uh, at the home improvement retailer reported that this there was bad behavior taking place at the store. <laughs> when the cops arrived on the scene, this is what they discovered. People were having an exorcism in the lumber aisle for the dead trees. <laughs> what? Okay. They don't know why they, th- it was never explained as to why they thought the wood might be possessed by sinister forces. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is, this is the kind of weird we like, right? This is definitely a good, weird story. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah. All right. I, why, why, why do you, (sighs) I mean, was it bad weed? I, why were they thinking this? Okay. A French engineer claims to have cracked the Zodiac killers two remaining ciphers um it was a very difficult puzzle to solve apparently i don't know much about that and i don't really want to so let's move right along uh john mcafee died as i mentioned the other day he was 75 years old that story is weird in and of itself he uh was hiding out in a Spanish hotel in Spain that is a an illegal Bitcoin cryptocurrency um, mining hotel. 
So it's a hotel from the outside. It looks like a normal hotel, but no one can ever stay there. You cannot book it. There's no online website. There's nothing. And when you arrive, they say, sorry, it's booked. And it's in Spain, but it's being run by Russian people and um, like the Russian mafia, apparently. And they, for whatever odd reason, allowed John McAfee to live there in the hotel. No one else really lived there. (laughs) And um, he let some things fly on social media. And, you know, in the pictures, there were like pictures of like, you know, water bottles and beer and whatnot with the Spanish labels, which was a dead giveaway. The fact that he's in Spain. And anyway, he ended up being arrested and taken to jail where he was found hanged in his cell. They're ruling it a suicide, but months ago on, um, months ago on Twitter, I believe he, his wife and him said, if he is taken, if he is arrested, if he is found hanged, he did not do it because he is not suicidal. So that's the weird news around that. There is a tribute audio from when he appeared on Coast to Coast AM on the, in 2013 in August, but I don't really, you know what, whatever. This guy was a rapist. Honestly, he actually tried to rape my friend, um, someone who might, this guy that I dated someone that he knew, like a friend of his, you know, he was just like, he was just a low life motherfucker. You know, I mean, thank you for McAfee, whatever for my computer, but I mean, whatever. I, it's not up to me to judge, but whatever. Let's just move right along. Um, the art bell vault, they're actually talking about global warming. That's good. That's good. I actually want to, I think I might go and look for the coming global superstorm online and see if I can't read that book because it seems like that's happening right now. I mean, I bet Whitley Strieber, I need to go see what he's doing these days. Um, because I bet he's talking about it. I hope he is anyway. So, uh, okay. A study finds that over 1700 star systems from which ETs could have, uh, and then it says dot, dot, dot. Okay. Reversing the concept of searching space for intelligent life. A new study determined that there are 1700 star systems over that many where in extraterrestrials should they exist there and we're looking, they would have been able to spot earth. Well, they have, but they have cloaking devices. <laughs> I'm just going to gloss right on over that. I mean, come on. I've seen the ships. I've taken pictures of these massive ships. It's like clouds don't have a rectangular cutout. Like here's the clouds. They're totally random. Do, 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 do. And then a big giant rectangle cut out of like a fifth of the sky. These ships are freaking massive and they're cloaked, but you can see the, the corners and the edges. And we can see in a picture four different edges. It's like, Whoa. And I've seen them with my eyes and taken pictures of them. And I have put some of these up on, um, up on my uh, Instagram, which is at mermaid girl 88. And it's crazy. I, okay, whatever. Just going to move on. Uh, there is a mystery sickness that is blamed now for killing hundreds of birds. 
um, over the last few weeks. And this is in several states in the United States. That is really, really sad. I'm so sorry for the birds. And it shows the cutest little bird here, but it's probably not a bird that was... They, they always have stock photos. Yeah, it says Getty Images. It's probably not from that. Anyway, um, let's see. There is a UFO research facility to open in Japan. Very interesting. Okay, awesome. And British woman claims to have fallen in love with an alien (laughs) from, get this guys, from the Andromeda galaxy after the ET abducted her. Okay, so this could easily be my story. This picture is completely ridiculous because that's not at all what Andromedans look like. They're actually quite tall. And the one that I ended up in a little kind of a love affair thing with for a while. He's got black hair and he's pretty good looking actually. So, uh, this is actress Abby Bela from Britain. This bizarre story. they say, uh, I'm going to read it and then I'll, I'm going to pause it for a second. I'll come back and tell you the highlights. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> here's the story. So actress Abby Bela, uh, basically, uh, was complaining that she just had too many problems with men from Earth and wished she could meet somebody from outer space. And the next night she saw a UFO <laughs> and a green tractor beam came and, and beamed her up onto the ship. And it was love at first sight. She met a man who is from the Andromeda galaxy. And she was saying that he's slightly greenish, but also looked quite human. And yeah, they do. They look, at least the the people I met from the Andromeda galaxy, there's more than one planet. And, you know, but the people I met were pretty, looked just like us for the most part. And um, (laughs) anyway, basically uh, they met, he fell in love with her. She fell in love with him. It was one magical evening. And she pretty much said she met her soulmate from outer space. And so she had a dream in which the voice said, go wait in the usual spot the following night. And so she went and there it is again, you know, the flying saucer, or maybe that's the first night. Maybe that's the only time. So I guess she had a dream where that he said this to her. So I think she might be a star seed. You know, what do you guys think? That's kind of amazing. She said he was tall and slender and, um, she was immediately smitten, which is pretty cool. The love it at first sight thing. She said that she would have stayed with him, but she was afraid that she would have to leave earth forever. So they brought her back and she has remained in her house with a packed suitcase, just in in case her love ever comes back for her because she's decided she's now willing to visit, um, Andromeda, (laughs) the Andromeda galaxy. Which, which I believe she should because it's actually a very pleasant place to be because I went there in my astral body, not in my physical body. And if you guys want to hear about that story, I think it's the first or second season I talked about that. Um, so uh, dozens of individuals wishing to celebrate the summer solstice at Stonehenge stormed the ancient monument in defiance of the site's caretakers 
who had closed the location to help thwart the spread of coronavirus. So revelers defy the Stonehenge shutdown and they storm site for the solstice. Great. Well, that's about normal. Um, shit. <laughs> Stones that were sparking a diamond rush in South Africa were revealed to be just, oops, merely quartz crystals. Wah, wah. <laughs> oops. So uh, in Thailand, a uh, hungry elephant smashes through uh, this woman's wall in her kitchen and search for food. Oh, poor baby. I hope it found the food and I hope the lady was unharmed. And you know what? We're going to end on this one because, oh, let's quickly say though, before we do that story, um, Pennsylvania apparently is a hotspot for UFOs. And in the past 70 years, the Eastern state has logged over 3,500 UFO sightings. That was <laughs> I mean, if we're going to have a bunch of news about Pennsylvania, we might as well include a weird one as well. Um, all right, here it is, guys. This is, this is the last story of the night. Um, an eerie well from hell <laughs> in Yemen has left officials uh, scratching their heads. A curious, rather eerie chasm dubbed the well from hell continues to baffle authorities in Yemen despite its being in existence for centuries. Ooh, very interesting. Okay, so this uh, peculiar pit, <laughs> as they call it here on ghostgoesdam.com, uh, it's in Elmara near the border with Oman. It's 98 feet in diameter, but the depth of this pit is a mystery. They've never been able to reach the bottom of the well because there's no ventilation and very little oxygen. So nobody can go in it. And they have sent, um, people from the geological survey in Almara, um, there, and they just still can't figure it out. But apparently according to legends and stories, this pit has been like a hole in the desert for millions and millions of years. And there's a lot of unsettling legends surrounding it that has of course taken place over this time and they say there's an unpleasant odor emanating from the pit they don't know if it's a prison for demons if it's the home of infamous jinn but they're very very scared of this they're afraid because people who got too close to the edge of it have been sucked into the pit and they're really scared because people have never been seen again after they fall in <laughs> after they pulled in to the pit and uh, they believe that there's uh, dark forces living in the pit and they don't want to unleash them. It's very, very ominous in nature. And they also said they smelled something strange and they noticed strange things inside and they call it a very mysterious situation. And Bob Hare, B-A-B-H-A-I-R, that's the last name of this uh, person, from the geological survey said these, uh, they did not elaborate on the strange things, but they did call it like the well from hell. And it's, they believe a domain of demonic beings. People don't even say the name of it because they're so scared of raining down these dark forces on themselves. 
and they say they want to research and study it more and investigate it, but no one's brave enough to go down there. So it's going to remain a mystery. And that's the end of this week of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in and sharing, um, you know, news of the show to other people um, in your networks. I hope that you guys have a wonderful weekend and I'll be back on Monday with all unique and original programming. Just like always, we will continue with the next installment of life and teaching of the masters of the far East, but that's it for now. (laughs) But until then guys, I am signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy fifth dimension till next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.